On this episode, we are discussing narcissism. We take a look at what it really is, help you be able to tell if someone you know could be a narcissist. We discussed why it's so popular and sometimes misunderstood in our culture. And we also talk about its original pagan roots. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This This is the Intuitive Intuitive Girls Guide. Hey, Jay, we're back. We are. We have an interesting, very topical episode for today. Yes. It's... Hot topic. Narcissism. I know. I feel like you hear it so much. Yeah. So I want to talk about what it really is because I also think it's misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Not just in the the idea of like diagnosing someone with it, but there's like two different forms. Like there's all kinds of stuff. Like you can actually be clinically diagnosed and then narcissism is a trait that everybody has. So you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the, like the so two things are confusing. Yeah. When I, my sort of disclaimer is always that like narcissism is becoming used the way people use OCD. Yes. Right. Yes. Like, That's so an when, excellent point. So I know people who like have narcissism, narcissistic personality disorder. Yep. But when I say that, I say they are clinically diagnosed. Yes. So people don't think that I'm just saying that they're like, that they're like really self-centered, self-centered or, or you're just mad at them or something. Or like toxic, right? Yes. So like this is a real clinical yeah. diagnosis. Exactly. Exactly. And you're, the OCD, con- like that is a great right. comparison because it's like someone who just likes their house neat might say they have OCD. But right. then there are people who like really suffer with suffer, OCD. right, and struggle. Yeah. Yep. Narcissism is also a wild, wild issue. Yeah. It really is. And for people like you and I, mm-hmm. and for the people who listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. who are incredibly high in empathy, yes, it's very difficult for us to actually understand narcissism because it's incredibly low in empathy. You can't empathize with narcissism like the like person some, can't and also someone who's an empath can't because it doesn't make sense. It's so different, Contrary. like so many different extremes. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like, oh, they're not super empathic. It's like they maybe have no empathy. Yeah, there's no ability. Like yeah. it's like there's no ability in the brain. Yeah. So it's right. wild. I'm going to go through even the journey of researching this was wild, mm-hmm. to be I honest bet. with you. <laughs> I bet. And I want to I want to go through that a little bit. I also want to talk about like some traits of it, the different kinds of narcissism you can find. Yep. And also where the term narcissism comes from because mm-hmm. it actually has pagan roots, Jay. I bet it does. Greek mythology, yeah, shout out. Of course. So we're going to talk about all of that. But also like if this is something that you're concerned about, this is something that requires a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Yes. Like you need medical attention if you have NPD. Or if you, you know someone or care about someone that you might actually suspect has it. Right. They need get help. some information like right. by listening to this podcast, yeah. but then go further to like actual exactly. experts to talk to them about it. Yep. I also have to mention, since we're talking about narcissism, mm-hmm. that my hair looks better. It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yes. So if you're watching, you're welcome. I got it fixed. So it's you're, a journey. you're not going to be as blind. Mm. Yeah. We're getting there. That's great. Thank you. Okay, so narcissism, like we kind of said, is a trait. Yes. 
a personality trait, mm-hmm. but it's also a personality disorder. Correct. So it's like, if only we could have two different terms here, that might be nice. That would be awesome. But right. as in many things, that's not, not the case. Not that simple. What I, I just want to add on to what you said before, be careful of the armchair diagnoses. Mm-hmm. Because if you are on social media at all, especially right. TikTok, and we're going to talk about why our culture has like grabbed onto the idea yep. of narcissism. We'll talk about that. But please be careful. Like always, take in the information mm-hmm. and then check on it. Like maybe yeah. go do some research on your own. Right. Don't just take it because in researching, I found a lot of not reliable, not true information being put out. Oh, okay. So just think about that. Yeah. I mean, I hear, I feel like that term is becoming synonymous just with like toxic. Yeah. Which there's a lot of that. There's a lot of people on TikTok doing that sort of like deconstruction of their like family relationships, Mm -hmm. like putting up boundaries with toxic parents and toxic siblings. Yeah. They're not all necessarily NPD. No. Could the person who you're talking about be displaying some traits of narcissism? Yes. Yes. Does that mean they have NPD? No. Not necessarily. And in addition, narcissism is a spectrum. Right. Like so many Everything we talk about. It's just everything in the world a spectrum and we're just slowly realizing that. I believe so. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I would say so. But like this is, so like you could be, you could have like a day where you were just behaving more narcissistically than Mm -hmm. another one and that doesn't make you a narcissist. That makes you a normal human. Right. You could be in a relationship where the other person is exhibiting a lot more narcissistic behavior. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't make them a narcissist. Right. So I just want to point out that there's like two different things here, Mm -hmm. all kind of covered in this one umbrella term. Right. Okay. You know I love a definition. You do. It was really difficult to find one. Because this thing is is going on with narcissism where there are so many people writing articles about it. Yeah. So many people talking about it, Mm -hmm. so many different definitions that it was like really hard to come into one. Yeah. Because wildly different. So I picked I sort of combined a bunch of them. Okay. And I have two. Okay. So the first one is a person, this is a definition of a narcissist, a person with an inflated sense of self-importance, a lack of empathy for others, and a deep need for constant attention or admiration. Yep. Narcissism is extreme self-involvement to the degree that it makes a person ignore the needs of those around them. Mm-hmm. Those were the two that I felt were like... Yes. Mm-hmm. I think the problem, and we're going to talk about the different types. Mm-hmm. The problem is that narcissism doesn't just look one way. Right. When I was reading about one certain kind of narcissist, I was like, oh. Because you think of a narcissist mm-hmm. as like this really like manipulative, manipulative like mm-hmm. wants to be the center of attention, like out there, outgoing, charming mm. person. Yeah. But there's also narcissists that are complete victims of everything and center yes. everything around themselves in that way. And it's yep. sneakier to see. Yes, I agree. And while we're on a spectrum here, you ha- you know, like the every there's parts in the middle too. Do you exactly. know what I mean? Right. So it can be it can be hard to identify. Right. Now you would think, but but Heather and Jamie, you guys are so intuitive. How don't how come you don't spot that? How come you don't pick up exact like right away when there's a narcissist in your presence? Right. And the answer is because we're also highly empathic. Right. And empathy can be a blinder. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. Because you want, you empathize. Well, an empath is like the perfect victim of a narcissist. Perfect. Because you can see, you think you can see uh-huh. who the person is. Yeah. And unfortunately, it takes a while to realize that if they truly are like clinically diagnosed, mm-hmm. that that's all just a facade. Right. Right, but you, right. your empathy wants you to like root for the person, to cheer for them, and want them to be better. Yeah, and you'll um, see that little spark of something yep. in someone, and that's all you'll see. Right. I do that. Like, yep. I'll just be like, oh, but I can see the potential of this person. Yeah, right. And you get trapped there. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's empaths get tricked by narcissists all the time. Right. And also because we can't imagine that someone wouldn't actually have empathy. Because that's that's such a strange comp- like concept for imagine. someone with, yeah. like, that is has really strong empathy. Mm-hmm. To imagine not having that is really difficult. Agreed. And I just want to remind everyone, intuition and empathy are two different things. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I think in these situations, it's better to like pull your intuition forward. Yep. So you can sort of read the room, read the energy, Mm -hmm. let your empathy take a step back. Mm -hmm. So you're not trying to like actually feel everything. Yes. You need your intuition to just like give you a reading. Yeah. Of what's happening. I think the most common thing when people who are highly intuitive and highly empathic Mm -hmm. is your intuition will give you a funny feeling about the person. There'll be like a little bell going off. Yep. But your empathy will want to prove the person better than that. Right. Wants to root for them. Yeah. And so you have to listen Mm -hmm. to both. Yeah. You can't ever just lean on one. Right. Yeah. Okay. So narcissists are often charming and charismatic. Mm -hmm. Now... This was interesting because I was looking through and going like, why, why is that? Mm. Okay. Because like, I would say charm and charisma are also spectrums and that there are (laughs) some people in this world who are born with a lot more charm and charisma than other people. Definitely. Do I think you can increase it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do I think you can dumb it down a little bit or dull it down? Absolutely. But I do think you're kind of born with that. The kids call that the riz. The riz. Yes. I was so excited when I learned what that really meant to like show my kids and they were like, oh, so embarrassing. <laughs> exactly. So I was really like, why? Why would that yeah. go together? Because that seems so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I couldn't find an answer, mm-hmm. but I will say, I think some of the traits of always masking, mm-hmm. And always sort of performing for everyone to feed your own self-importance. Yep. I think that that and charm and charisma are very similar. Yeah. I mean, I think charisma is a tool that you can use for good or for evil. Right. To get what you need and get yeah. what you want. And if, if that if you have to use charisma to get yourself in the spotlight or to get attention, yeah. then you, you learn to use those muscles. Exactly. So I, I think it's just that. Because those muscles are used so often, right? whatever they're working with, mm-hmm. they have as much possible strength in that area as they can. They're always dialed to that far mm-hmm. side because everything feeds that self-importance or that need to like shine to people. And I think that that's what's so confusing to someone who's the victim of a narcissist yeah. is that like that facade and then who is behind there are generally so drastically different. Yes. And then I think it's also really hard to talk to other people about it. Yeah. Because they're only seeing the the outside facade and the charisma. 
Right. And you're like, no, no, there's someone else who lives behind there. And you know what always gets me with that Mm -hmm. is that the person behind that reads as wildly insecure. Yes. But you have a narcissist and in my head, I'm like, but that doesn't seem like it would go. Right. And it does. It makes sense when you think harder, when you're like, well, just because you want everyone to see you a certain way Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you have any kind of confidence. confidence. Right, exactly. Probably the opposite. Yeah, lack of confidence. So you're trying to manage how people see you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I, I, that had, that took me a minute. I I had to get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you just, they seem, so many of them, so confident. Right. I also wanted to mention that they, you would think like, well, why would a narcissist bother having a relationship or be in any, have any people around them like Mm. that where you'd have to, like a romantic relationship Mm. or have a child where you would have to give so much to the other. And the reason that narcissists do is to reinforce their own ideas about themselves. Right. So narcissists get into romantic relationships or friendships or I don't want to say they have children for this reason, but like build relationships with Mm -hmm. children to reinforce ideas that they want to believe about themselves to themselves. Exactly. And that's all the other person is for. That's a really great point. Cause I would have said that it's, it's, it's all about control. Yeah. And it is all about control. Yes. But it's not necessarily about controlling the other person that ends up happening. Right. That's a byproduct, but that, that relationship is only in service to the narcissist. Exactly. Like that's what I try to talk to people about and like let like you have to understand that everything about a narcissist mm-hmm. is about them. Yes. Like and I know that sounds really basic, but like imagine no, but it's true. Imagine being married to an to someone right. that was everything was always about them or being parented by someone like that. Yes. Like everything, every interaction, every exchange. Yeah is about them and how they see themselves and how other people see them. Exactly. And it's not, it's different than selfish behavior. Correct. You know what I mean? It's it's literally like there's no other lens. Right. But the one of how I feel all the time. Right. And what are you doing for me? How does it make me feel about myself? Yes. Right. How How are you serving me? How does this serve me? Yeah. And I think that's why, and again, you might not be diagnosed as a with narcissistic personality disorder Mm -hmm. but you might have higher traits of narcissism like you see parents really wanting their kids to reflect this one thing or to be this right right like be that because they want it to mean something about themselves Um, right and so that is a classic trait of narcissism yep yeah there are one million types of narcissists (laughs) I read so many articles like trying to find like the actual basic ones and it everyone has a different opinion yeah I think it's interesting that like you know there's so many times where there's the father of something yeah or once in a while we find a mother of something there really isn't with this like Mm -hmm. it's it's just like everyone going okay let's you know, like the people are really caring about this topic right now. So let's create some types. And right. like, no one's really going like, well, these are the types. Yeah, these are the subgroups. Yes. Right. Yep. So I did my best. Okay. But I'll say there's two main types. Mm-hmm. And then there are subtypes that go under those. Right. So the two main types are grandiose yep. and vulnerable. So grandiose, and you'll see a bunch of different words that mean these things. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see someone call them, you know, other things as well. But these right. are the main ones. So grandiose is all about superiority. 
They want to feel superior to everybody all the time. Mm -hmm. And then vulnerable is the one that I mentioned earlier where they always want to appear like the victim, super sensitive. They swing between superior and inferior. Mm -hmm. And they feel anxious when people don't treat them like they are special. Okay. So they do all kinds of things to try to be treated that way. Okay. Okay. So I, like I said, I looked through the subtypes. I would just like to tell everyone to maybe Google them Mm -hmm. to see how many different ones there are. Right. I liked, so there was an article on Psych Central, mm-hmm. Psych being P-S-Y-C-H, <laughs> like Psychology Central, right? Uh, by Courtney Tolowian, mm-hmm. that I liked these ones the best, and I felt right. like they were general enough to describe them. So I want to tell you all about those. Okay. All right. So this article starts with overt narcissism. Okay. Also, I saw called grandiose, like I was, you know, yeah. and also... Um, agentic, like an agent, like agentic. Oh, okay. So you might see some of those terms. Here are the traits of that one. Okay. Outgoing, arrogant, entitled, overbearing, having having an exaggerated self-image, needing to be praised and admired, Mm -hmm. exploitative, competitive, lacking empathy. Nailed it. I feel like this is the one that you see people when they mean like a certain kind of narcissist it's this one it's like the default one agreed yeah so they're more likely to feel good about themselves and less likely to experience uncomfortable emotions like sadness worry or loneliness than people who aren't narcissistic that's interesting Mm -hmm. huh I know. I'm like putting the pieces together of people. Me too. I'm I trying know, like, so hard not to uh, be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Jamie, how about this person? Yes. After we'll, 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 well because I, I, I know of people with NPD who like have failed businesses and, yes. and have issues with money. Yeah. And I think that that's because it's this sort of like inflated sense of self that like I could never fail. Yeah. Even though like they're actively failing. Yes, and you like know? yes, right. You're actively failing, but you're still you feeling good about to yourself, see it, right? Like, yeah, because like they have to keep that image of themselves. Yes, it's it's wild. Yeah, yeah. It's so. I think so much when I was doing this, I was thinking so much about how hard I am on myself all the time. Right. And I know this is going to sound awful, but it was almost like there must be something nice about that. Yeah. Like to not constantly be in your head about like, did you do that okay? Was that good enough? Blah, blah, blah. Like, were you nice enough? Were you this? Right. They never feel that way. No. And I don't want to be this. I'm just saying like, that's amazing. Well, yeah. Just like maybe an hour. (laughs) Exactly. A little bit of a break. Yeah. Okay. So the second one is covert. Okay. So this also is known as vulnerable closet narcissist mm-hmm. i'm sure you've heard that it's basically the opposite of overt right so their traits are expressions of low self-esteem higher likelihood of experiencing anxiety depression and shame introversion insecurity or low confidence defensiveness avoidance and a tendency to play victim so when you and i talk about someone being a victim or like that's victim mentality or like being in your ego leads you to feeling like the victim yeah to me, when I think of this type of narcissist, it's like that, but like the extreme of that. Yes. It's like victim times a million. There, it makes me think of, there's a stage when people are going through grief mm-hmm. that appears like this. Yes. 
where it's sort of like you're drowning so you're gonna you'll you'll drown the people around you who are trying to rescue you like it reminds me of that it's like why me yes yeah and that being a stage you move through is normal that's so i just want to clarify like if you have times in your life where like you were going through something really Mm -hmm. tough and you had like like a moment of this Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you're a narcissist no it's when you literally live your life here right and you make everything about you being the victim right i know these people if you go if you work in our industry and Mm -hmm. you do any sort of seminars or workshops or retreats Mm -hmm. there are at least three in every single one absolutely they hog the the attention they like want to keep telling you about their the bad things that happen to them they make it like their whole personality yeah it's like a whole sob story yeah it's interesting Mm -hmm. okay and it's it's different than just being in a victim moment it's it's that like times a million without any regard for how it might seem or feel for anyone else well when something bad happens to you and you're in the victim stage of it yeah your your energetic body and your brain is using that to process the thing that happened yes this when it's like when it's a trait of narcissism it's not like you moving through something it's how you receive validation it's how you receive attention yes so you're constantly creating situations where you are perpetually the victim exactly so it's still feeding that self-image that self-story it's still self-centering everything it's just doing it with Mm -hmm. this instead of that like over i'm right. superior it's sort of like i'm i you need to give me all of your attention because this bad thing has happened to right. me or then or this one right. or this or that yeah. this is i hear a lot of people especially on social media talking about their mothers oh, like yes. narcissistic mothers mm-hmm. and like they've gone no contact yes and they've cut their family off it's th- it's this covert mm-hmm. type of narcissism that you see absolutely so they are also very self-focused mm-hmm this is likely to conflict with a deep fear or sense of not being enough. Okay. So that, I feel like that really resonated for me and it clicked somebody into my head of like, they're always, everything is about them. Yep. But they don't feel like enough. And no matter what they're doing, the feeding of that can never no. do anything. There's no reassurance. It's just that attention. Will work. Right. Yeah. Okay. So a study in 2017 found like disagreeableness mm-hmm. and a high tendency to experience unpleasant emotions connected to this covert narcissistic okay. trait. Wow. Yeah. So hmm. I don't, again, it sort of reminds me of the charming and stuff like yeah. the disagreeableness that, you know, you experience a lot of unpleasant emotions. It's very different than the overt mm-hmm. who's not really experiencing those unpleasant emotions right they're having them at like this high degree right but it's also what's feeding their self-importance right it's, it's interesting to me yeah okay they have a hard time accepting criticism um and they're more likely to internalize it and take it more harshly than it was intended okay because everything is about them yeah i know people like that yeah yeah very mm-hmm. sensitive yes Overt and covert might not be mutually exclusive, meaning that you could go through a period, if you're a narcissist, as being in the overt, and then you could be in the covert, and you can go back and forth. And I also think that there might be situations where being covert is more advantageous, but with another person or another relationship, 
Yeah. You go to covert. Like it's not whatever wild. technique's gonna work. It's wild. Mm-hmm. To My, make you feel like you're the center. Like it's yes. all about you. Do you ever have that moment? I know you have in your this is a this is a question I know the answer to, but <laughs> Where you walked into a room or another person walked in or you came in proximity to a person and just everything in your body intuitively was like, move away. Yes. That is what this, the, like, I mean like NPD narcissist yes. does. Like I have a physical recoil reaction and they don't have to say a word. I yep. know that's going to be this. I know it's, there's something coded in intuitive empathic people's systems. Mm-hmm. That as soon as there's someone with a really low level of empathy, it's like... Warning. I think it's what people mean when they're like bad energy or low vibe or whatever. (laughs) Yes. No, absolutely. Because, I mean, I say those things too, but like they're too general. Yes. I think think some of it is this. I think if you are programmed with a high level of empathy, Mm -hmm. experiencing an energy near you that has little to none, Mm -hmm. it feels alarming. That reads as danger. It's not safe. Because someone who has no empathy doesn't have the ability to care for you. Right. Because they can only think of themselves. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think what people under, I think what people miss is that it's at all costs. Yes. Like if we're talking about clinically diagnosed narcissism. Yeah. It's at all costs. It doesn't matter who you hurt. Yes. What you ruin, what you destroy, like what you lose, what someone else loses. It's at all costs to feel centered yes in in your life and in everyone else's life exactly right it's like the extreme version of the little kid who's like who will get attention they don't care how they don't care if it's bad attention yes it's like that but like personified to like huge scales i wonder if in a narcissist because they're not feeling empathy Mm -hmm. that that sort of space is taken with that overwhelming need to feed that that self story that they have. Right. And it's so strong that mm-hmm. they, they literally can't reach for anything else. I think so. You know what I mean? I it's so. just, it's like a drive or a desire that's so huge that you can't do anything else. Correct. You know, it's wild. And that's what I mean when I say that there's no ability. Yes. Like you don't like, you can't love someone else. Right. If you're clinically diagnosed. Yes. It, you're unable to. Agreed. And also, even if you're not clinically diagnosed, right. but you you put out a lot of this, mm-hmm. like you have a lot of these traits that mm-hmm. you do, it's still incredibly off-putting. Right. One of the examples, and this isn't meant to shame anybody, it's just, it's just something that always drives me crazy, mm-hmm. is when people overly apologize... I mean, women do it, and I don't just yeah. mean that whole that you know that drives me crazy. I don't right. allow it in my presence. No, like, right. Did you just apologize for taking out space or for talking? Yeah, exactly. Right. But I'm thinking of an example of a person who it was like every three sentences was like, "I'm sorry." Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, right. I'm sorry. And the th- like, people were like, "Oh my god, she's so sweet," and I'm like, "No, she isn't." Mm. All she's doing is trying to get me to react and feed something of her. She's not caring. It's driving me bananas that's really, that she's really saying it all the time she's not doing that for me right she's doing that for herself she's wildly feeding an insecurity about herself i was gonna say she's looking for that validation she's Constant. looking for you to validate them yeah right but that is like a trait of this right is, does everyone who do that is, are they narcissistic no, no. but no. I, just as an right. example like sometimes people miss that and i yeah. think it can it can read sneakier 
Yes. Which means sometimes more dangerous. And more manipulative. Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, antagonistic is the next one. Mm -hmm. So this is a subtype of overt. Okay. And it's a focus on rivalry and competition. Okay. So the traits are arrogancy, arrogance, a tendency to make, to take advantage of others. Okay. Tendency to compete with others and disability. Mm Mm-hmm disagreeability i'm gonna get some of these words one of these times (laughs) or proneness to arguing okay they are less likely to forgive than any other type and have low levels of trust i know people like that me too it it, forgiveness let's talk about that for a second Mm. can you actually understand the concept of forgiveness if you don't have the ability to empathize no 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 I, i mean i know you forgive people for your own peace Mm. right like forgiveness Mm -hmm. if i say i forgive somebody it isn't me saying like what they did was okay Mm -hmm. i have to forgive someone to give myself peace and to if if we're talking witchily about it to cut the energetic cord between us yes i have to forgive Mm -hmm. right but forgiveness is never going like what you did was fine with me yeah i'm okay with this it's going you can't have power over me with this anymore i'm gonna i'm gonna cut the cord yeah Mm mm-hmm but if you don't have any empathy, are you actually able to forgive at all? Right, because how could you forgive if you don't understand why someone did something? Right. Right. Or if you can't even, like, fathom it, you know? Yeah. It's it's so wild because I know we've talked about this before. It happens to both of us. But I have to do the work to not let someone continuously hurt me. Right. <laughs> because I'm so quick to forgive. Right. And mm-hmm. to think of someone just being like, no, I, I won't even empathize for your side to feel anything for you. Yeah. That there's no space in their energy field for that is wild. Yeah. And that you're going to hold that over someone. Like it's a holding over. Yeah. I refuse to it's forgive It's the control you, you were right. talking about. Yeah. Right. I mean, and there are some things that should never be forgiven. Sure. But like to just never forgive people for things, you know, it's, it's, it's a red flag. It is a red flag. If you're going to forgive someone, it is for your own benefit. Mm-hmm. But in order to actually do that, there has to be some ability to empathize. Right. Yeah. And if you're constantly not, is it because you want to hold it over someone's head? Yeah. That's a sense of power. Yeah. That's that's yeah. where the narcissism lies. Exactly right. Okay. The next one is communal. Mm-hmm. This is another subtype of overt. Okay. It's the opposite of antagonistic. They value fairness and see themselves as altruistic, Hmm. but their beliefs are not in line with their behaviors. I'm going to tell you some of these traits and then, Hmm. and then we're both going to probably say the same thing, but they become easily morally outraged. They describe themselves as empathic and generous. They react strongly to things they see as unfair. Now they don't have genuine concern for others. But they're more focused on social power and self-importance, seemingly unaware that their beliefs don't match their behaviors. This is cult leaders. Yes. This is people in our intuitive mm-hmm. spiritual industry who are still sending me messages about the grab of boy codes and how much they love them <clears throat> and they don't care. Yeah, at any cost. Yeah. Right. These are the Keith Renaries. Yes. Th- this is who These this is. These are also the... like. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greens. 
Oh, these yes. are like the magas, like the yes. maga politicians. Yeah, like they really think that they're being fair and altruistic and caring, but you're listening to them and you're going, nothing you're saying or doing is in line with that. And then, and, and your behaviors don't line up. Like, and they literally don't see it. No. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Malignant. So this is a more like severe form. It's, yes. It's overt. Um, so the traits are a strong needs, need for praise, mm-hmm. need to be elevated by others, vindictiveness, mm-hmm. sadism, mm-hmm. so enjoying getting pain from other people, right. aggression when interacting with other people, paranoia, or a heightened worry about potential threats. So these are like your serial killers. Right. I mean, that's what you hear like malignant narcissist. That, yeah. It sounds like you're watching like Law and Order. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. I'm yeah. sure the term's been used on long right. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So they also share traits with anti- antisocial personality disorder. Mm-hmm. And they're likely to experience legal trouble and substance use disorder. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 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 So when you, when you look at these, I would also like to point out that, yeah. again, you're not, you might not just be one. So the person, right. the narcissist in your life, whether right. they're... They have NPD or they just are a person who has a lot of these traits strongly. Right. Again, that's different. Right, right, Two different right. things. They, you might be like, oh, sometimes they're this one and sometimes they're that. Or right. in this stage of their life, they were this one and they kind of moved to that one. Right. Very common. You might also see that at work, they're this one. Yep. And at home, they're this one. And yep. like move it around. I feel like every time I watch a documentary on a serial killer or a cult leader you see that where you're like, oh, but with those people, they were this they were one. They were great, right. They were totally different. Right. They were like the victim one, right. you know, and then or this they one, they're the whole pregnant one. Yes. Life of the party. Yeah. Right. But I also, I've heard so many people say like, well, they weren't like that when I first met them. Oh yeah. Cause like the love bombing and stuff that right. they do. Like right. the manipulation that happens. And yeah. also like, this is a mental health issue. Right. So like if things happen in your life mm-hmm. that cause your mental health to decline, mm-hmm. then you're going to see exacerbated yeah. symptoms and yeah. behaviors of narcissism, exactly right? If it's something right. that you're, it's like low level here, like yes. in your twenties. Yes. And then you get older. We're and gonna, then it's like a full blown yeah. personality disorder. We're going to talk about the nature versus nurture debate in narcissism. <clears throat> I would love to talk about this. But I think we should take a quick break. Yeah. And then come back and dive into that. Okay. We'll be right back after this short break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. You know what goes great with podcast listening? A great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop. Yep. Beans roasted in-house. Amazing baristas. You know where I'm talking about. Restoration coffee. Can we go? Yes. I need an Americano and maybe a panini too. Ooh. I need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl. Ooh, yeah. Check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki, so I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. Heather, we are not obsessed with the TikTok. No, we're not. I mean, I'm sure we are, but that's not what we're talking about. (laughs) We, I I don't even know how to start, but I just thought we should talk about the fact that, first of all, my own personal growth. (laughs) We always, for a minute, we always want to talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) How we got a really nasty comment. Yeah. Well, I, let me say something before that. We get a lot of feedback. We do. And most of it is so amazing yeah it, even if people disagree or even no. if it's something that they didn't like people are usually great we have a whole episode on listener feedback you should definitely listen if love you it. haven't yeah we love your feedback right it's every once in a while that one comes in that is just so absurd and i've said this so many times like it's so clear to me that you didn't actually listen or you listened and like cherry picked yes what you wanted to hear yeah but t- talk <clears throat> about your growth with this because this is the real thing that we should be obsessed with so this comment someone commented Mm -hmm. on this week's current episode which Mm -hmm. is about attachment style oh yeah but they were commenting on the dr no the christian northrop episode right so so step one strike one you didn't even go to the right episode you are just oh the episode that came out this week is the one i'm gonna comment on but i'm the quickest place to to be mad open your mouth and be mad right cool so like (laughs) This, if this had come in like a, a year ago, I would have been like, oh, nervous. Oh no, I someone's think, upset with us. I, well, I was going to say, I think that nervous is not the right word. I think. What's, what's the right word? I don't know. Um, like, I think it would cause you to go into a spin. Yes. And you would fight it because this work means more to you than right. having to deal with that. And I Correct. know that, but I've watched you go through... And even with that particular episode, you were very nervous about that right. going out because yes. it was like, there's going to be a lot of people who get upset. Well, and it felt like we were like that episode was made us a target for people who are really unwell, like really yes. unwell. That enduring virtue, <clears throat> right? of course, grab a boy, but right. whatever, like those are different things, but like for sure. So the doctor, no episode, we knew it was going to piss a lot of people off, right? but also we stand by everything we said. It, incredibly important to... Yeah. Talk about her yeah. and the, how problematic she is. And listen, if you disagree with us, fine. Right. I have no problem with that. If there's some part of something we said that you didn't like, that makes sense to me. Right. But the way this person wrote this, this is like it's one like of those, insanity. Yeah, and it's like one of those comments that I was like, oh. Like, it, it didn't upset me. I instantly no. started, like, laughing. I, I mean, I think that, first of all, it's easier to laugh when it's 
ridiculous. Right. You know what I mean? But it's, it's almost like a we made it moment. Oh, yeah. Like we got the we got like the bad guys mad at us. Like, yeah. the, like the people we're really concerned about right. harming people. Right. They're mad at us. Right. So we're doing the right thing. Yeah. It's you out know? there enough that someone's right. getting mad. All right. I mean, you, and you can look like, yeah, I won't read it because it it's not super coherent. I mean, it is. I get what she's saying. Yeah. She's, she's, she's mad. She's saying that we don't know what we're talking about, which is the part that always irritates me. Because maybe you disagree mm-hmm. that Dr. No is not dangerous and everything right. she says is right. Mm-hmm. I, that would be hard for me if you if you took that stance, but maybe that's what you do. But to say we don't know what we're talking about because right. there's nothing that we said that wasn't true. Right. And there are some dog whistles in here. You can go, you can go to our Instagram page and read it. <laughs> there are some dog whistles talking about like... It's on the attachment theory episode. You talking can find about it the, there. Like yeah. the dumbing down of America. Oh, like yeah. The federal, like talking about the... Um, the Department of Education, oh, which yeah. you know Republicans are trying to like shut down now. Right. Some of the extreme ones are. Right, right. Um, so there were like some certain like dog whistles that I read immediately. Yeah. That I knew who this person was. Um, I mean, she's they... saying we were intuitive. <laughs> we're not open to other types of intuition other than ours, which isn't a right. thing. There are what types type are of we? intuition. Yeah, like, right. That's, that's right. ego. You're trying to make yeah. like intuition one box. Yeah opposite yeah right yeah but it was just this like moment i started like maniacally laughing and my husband was like what (laughs) what happened but think about how different that is so like whenever you put yourself out there publicly Mm -hmm. it there's there's a level of difficulty to it it doesn't matter where you are in your journey of healing or whatever you want to say like there you're putting yourself out there and people are going to say stuff right right like people will comment on like hair or your shirt or and you're right. like i'm actually like an intelligent woman like thank you for commenting on that but like what about the things i said right the topic at hand yeah right. so it's like it, it's difficult is my mm-hmm. point so no matter where you are in the ability to deal with that it's tough but right. you in such a short amount of time because dr no is not that old of an episode no went from being like people are like i remember you saying like people are gonna be mad at us about this yeah like people are not gonna like it to maniacally laughing when right. someone was right. basically like t- saying we were the worst. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a lot of work. Like that's that's a lot of like finding comfort in yourself, really going like, why am I doing this? Right. Like forever, we will always be going like, why are we putting these episodes out? And what is the purpose of it? And what does it mean? And what are we trying to get out? Right. It That has to be the thing. Because if it's just for listens or likes or sponsors or whatever. I'm not doing it. No, but it, there's no way to stay okay with yourself. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it if it always comes from there and you're always working towards like being comfortable there, mm-hmm. that's the trick. Yeah. I mean, and, and she she pointed out some things that I said. Like all of her, oh, all yeah. the pro- things she had problems with. Yeah. Were, were things that yours. I said. Yeah. And I stand by them. It's good. You know, like you she get was, to have an opinion. That, like, it's laughable that if you're if you're anti-vax, you're you're white, you're practicing white supremacy. Oh yeah, I will do an entire episode yeah. on that. Well, you want to hear more about that, America, <laughs> the world, Earth, Earth? We will do an entire episode on that. I stand by that. And the thing is, she twisted your words too. She did. But like, you didn't say you're a white supremacist if you didn't get vaccinated, right. which is what she tried to say. It's white supremacy. It's that that's what's causing that 
the mm. whole thing of like don't get vaccinated like that propaganda comes from there we right. we've proved that on the episode right. we showed it you yeah. know what i mean so it's just that like twisting and and being able to say stuff that you stand by mm-hmm. and talk about stuff on a podcast that you believe in right like that you and i actually talk about mm-hmm. and we actually do believe that's everything right yeah and if you're an avid listener yeah. and we really do hurt your feelings tell let us let us know tell us i won't giggle maniacally about it i will actually <laughs> care <laughs> if you are just like really wanting to support the patriarchy and you decide to listen to our podcast for some reason and then send us an angry message we will laugh maniacally and i will i will click on your profile oh yeah and you will prove yeah just with your profile yeah all of my points yeah. it's also just like like everything yeah. about this person i was yeah. like oh yes it's also <laughs> you click every box you click every box it's also just like i bet if i saw you in real life you would never have the the i don't like to say balls because those are wimpy the my gall. grandmother would say the okay. gall the gall to come say something to me and if you did or you you would be annihilated in two seconds like no, like it's so easy this, to hide face? behind this is Scorpio rising face. So, Good anyways, look. do do the work, yeah, for yourself so that you can deal with that. Yeah, continue to send us feedback, but we will laugh if it's ridiculous, and like at least get your criticism of us correct. Yeah, that's what really gets me. Like, mm-hmm. uh, no, that's not no no that's, that's not that it. didn't happen. Right, be mad at something that did. Yeah. There's plenty. Okay, I wanted to read you something, Jay, from Psych com.net okay it's p-s-y-c-o-m.net okay is that how you say it you think psychom psychom it's a psychology website okay according to research compared to males a narcissist female personality is more likely to include deep insecurity martyrdom jealousy and competitiveness with other women often seeing them as a threat think the overbearing mother-in-law I was just going to ask you if there were gender. It seems like when you were reading those, sorry to interrupt you. No. You but when you were reading all those, like yeah. I was envisioning, it definitely seemed to be like skewed towards gender. Yeah. Like the, the overt seemed like more like men and the covert more like female. Yes. And there's certainly exceptions to that, that I could think of, but yeah, I agree. Um, it goes on to say men on the other hand are more likely than women to exploit others and feel entitled to certain privileges. They're also more apt to exhibit qualities of assertiveness mm-hmm. or power hunger. Yep. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's gotta be societal. There have to be influences. Yeah. Like patriarchal influences yes. on like humans and then these subtypes. Yes. Okay. So NPD mm-hmm. occurs more in men than women. Okay. And there's a very low number of people diagnosed with NPD, men or women. Okay. There is all different numbers. The one I saw most frequently was 0.05% of the population. Really? Now, the reason is because in order to go to a psychologist, Mm -hmm. which is where you would get diagnosed, Mm -hmm. you would need the ability to self-reflect. And to put yourself under the judgment yeah. Of a professional. Or to want someone to diagnose you with something. And imagine thinking, like imagine being a narcissist. Yeah. And having to admit that someone else 
would be able to tell you something. Yeah. So all of that combined is like a narcissist is not going to do that. Yeah. They're not even going to get in the no. room. No. Listen, right. I, I know of, I don't know them personally, but people on TikTok who Ooh. are narcissists who have done this and gone through and talk about it. But this is a very small amount of people. Right. And even still, even when I see them on there, I'm, I'm questioning a lot of it. Right. I'm like, are you really? Or like, I, I don't know. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. Because the the idea of helping people understand narcissism, mm-hmm. if you if you do have NPD, you wouldn't be able to understand. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, I love the idea of someone having NPD and trying to be an advocate for other people. Agreed. But I think it's probably a very slippery slope. I would just of, tread of like, careful. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Even in even for that person, for them yes. not to slide yes. like back down in their treatment. Everyone all you around know? tread carefully. Yes. Yeah. So the point being like this is really hard to diagnose and mm-hmm. to get people diagnosed and support with yep. because in order to actually get diagnosed you'd have to do those things exactly and narcissists don't want to do those things it doesn't even occur to them to do those things right okay i want to talk about how to spot a narcissist but i first have to tell you that the amount of articles in this universe Mm -hmm. when you google how to spot a narcissist that's not the terms i use to google right but the uh, the amount of articles and they're all wild and they're all different and some of them are written by people with no background. I bet. It's craziness. So I went, I found an article on health.com that I liked because it used a lot of the same, it like, it put the sources at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Pro tip if you're researching, you want an article that puts sources at the bottom because yes. that means somebody did their work. And you can read them. Like if they're <laughs> right. all like right wing or left wing, like yes. get away. Like you right. want a combination of everything. Right. You want neutral sources. You mm-hmm. want the right things quoted, right? Right. So this this one had a lot of stuff quoted, a lot of resources quoted that I had also looked at already. So I'm going to go with this one. Okay. But I'm going to tell you, some people are going to disagree with the ones I picked. Like this is a wildly open area that no one is really being like the authority on. Right. Okay. Okay. So here's the list of how to spot. Tell me what you think. Okay. First... They give unsolicited advice. <laughs> yep. I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. I also think... I was going to bring this up after, but I'm going to bring it up now because it fits here. <laughs> a lot of people in the boomer generation yes. do a lot of narcissistic trait things, but aren't necessarily narcissists. Yes, I agree with that. But exhibit a lot of these kinds of behaviors. And some of it is because there's narcissism involved. Mm -hmm. Some of it is because it's just a different time and generate, like, do you know what I mean? differently. Yeah. So there's a, so I I just have to kind of point that out here. Mm -hmm. Obviously not all of them. I know. I know what you mean. Okay. All right. They detest waiting in line. Really? I mean, I detest waiting in line. Yeah, but why? I think that I think the why is yeah. is what would differentiate. Okay, so I just was waiting in line because I could be doing something better with my time, mm-hmm. and it's just boring. And I'm the whole time I'm in a line, I'm like I'm analyzing like how this could be run more efficiently. Yeah, <laughs> but a narcissist is probably thinking like I should go to the front. Yeah, or like I shouldn't wh- have like, to. Wh- I shouldn't have to wait. Mm-hmm. Or like, or if you're like covert, then yeah. you're like, oh. It's like, poor me, poor me like it's taking yeah. up too much of my time. Or I shouldn't have to wait because should, this thing happened This to me. awful thing happened. Yeah. I should cut in line, you know. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's, the, it's the why. It reminds me of the, like, 
the white lady Karens you see on yes. TikTok like throwing a fit because they have to wait in a line or something. That's that's this. The, that's narcissism. Not just being right. like irritated that you're exactly. In line. Yeah. Okay. Um, ambition with no bounds. Mm. I found that to be an interesting phrasing. No, I think it tracks if you know a narcissist. It does. Yeah. It's like, like I said, at all costs. At all costs. I feel like at all costs is better. Mm -hmm. With no bounds is interesting because I do think a narcissist would put bounds on like if it made them look bad. Right. I, but at all costs, I I think that means like they'll hurt anyone. Yeah. Okay. I can get behind that then. Um, they know how to turn on the charm. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever been around an actual narcissist, like NPD narcissist, mm-hmm. and you've seen the switch flip, mm-hmm. it's frightening. Yeah. Like or you, when you see it turn off. Yes. Both ways. It's scary both ways. Yes. Right. Yes. You see the charm come on and you're like, who is that? It's like a different kind of masking. And then when you see it turn off, like the yeah. demasking, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, they're very competitive. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you and I are also very competitive people. No. <laughs> Remember the time we tried to play that Frisbee can game? <laughs> yes. It's better if we're on the same team. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So again, it doesn't mean that if you're competitive, you're a narcissist. No. Right. But we're competitive, but we're also having fun. Correct. Like, I want to beat you really bad, mm-hmm. but I'm going to laugh and we're going to have fun the whole time. Yeah. This is competitive. Like, it ruins everyone's time. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We might ruin a few people's time because right. we're loud and we're crazy and we're <laughs> winners. But we're, we care. It's my point. We're winners. That's going to be, that's going to be a soundbite. A, a word to the wise. <laughs> if you're going to play a game with Jamie and I. We're going to take it very seriously. Yeah, probably. We aren't just going to be like, oh, half do it for fun. We are going to get sweaty and yeah. we're going to try to beat you. Yeah. yeah. Although Jamie won't play like a board game or like a card Absolutely game. Absolutely not. No, I will though and I will beat you. No. <laughs> um, they hold grudges. Yes. I think everyone, if you're listening to this, you know someone yeah. that falls into all of these categories. Yeah, right. And you know that they're not a narcissist. Yeah. But I think you also can think of someone who does have these qualities and probably is one. Exactly why I'm joking about right. it, right? Because, like, this is why it gets so murky. Exactly. Because it's like, well, yeah. Like, a lot of these, I'm sure I've given unsolicited advice. I don't like to wait in line. I'm very ambitious. Not to jump the list, but I hold grudges. You do hold a good grudge. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not a competitive. narcissist, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I can be charming if I need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I, that's the point, though. Right. That's why this is so hard for people to just start calling everybody this. Exactly. But, like, it's also dangerous to do that mm-hmm. at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's hard. I think why we're seeing it so much on, especially social media, is mm-hmm. that people want to differentiate. Mm-hmm. This relationship that I have with my ex was not just bad, but it's like worse than yeah. your average bad yeah. relationship. So they say right. narcissist. Right. But there's also like a step above that that's yeah. like clinical. Like, yeah. But again, like to your point, you might not be clinically diagnosed as a narcissist, but doesn't mean you're not. It just means we can't get you yeah. into the office to get tested. 
Right. But like, I, I just think that like people need a way to say like, this relationship is really bad. It's really toxic. Right. And narcissists f- checks these boxes. Yeah. Or maybe there was a lot of narcissistic behavior. Right. Okay. I'm going to say something controversial. Okay. Never happens on this podcast. Love it. Okay. You, you very well might disagree with me. On okay. This. Probably not, but you might. <laughs> I think sometimes it's easier to say that the person in your relationship who hurt you was a narcissist because then there's no fault on you. Mm. It's like a full, oh, what right. could I have done differently? They were a narcissist. Correct. Now, do I think you should blame yourself and like be mad at you? No, no, mm. no, no, no. I'm not right. saying that. But I do think that there's this, this desire to label that yeah. a lot mm-hmm. to sort of... Prove your own innocence in a way. Gotcha. It's like, yeah, it's like, um, like creating like a PR story. It's like good marketing for right. yourself. Like, uh, like managing the narrative. Yes. Yeah. Do I think that's it all the time? No. No. But I would also imagine that if you are someone who was in a very abusive relationship mm-hmm. with a, a clinically diagnosed or like an actual narcissist, mm-hmm. that it would be hard to hear people just kind of throw that term uh, around. I, absolutely so it it just it makes me just be like maybe just be a little careful with the term agreed yeah that's why i'm so quick to differentiate because yeah if you're in a relationship with a narcissist like a real narcissist yeah there's no way that that relationship is not emotionally abusive right you're in an abusive relationship right because there's no care for you right and the the person is mentally ill yeah they need help right but you are being abused. There's yeah. no way that you are in, if you're in an active relationship with a narcissist, yeah. that you are not being emotionally abused. 100% agree. The t- 100% all agree. the tactics are emotional abuse. Exactly. You know, do you remember that it was a podcast and they also, I think it was on Netflix. They also made it like a small series about it. It was that Dear John. No. And it was about this woman who was dating this guy and he's like classic narcissist. He did like the love bombing, but like oh yes, yes, he fits yes. into all these. Characters. And then he yeah. tried to kill her daughter, and yes. she she ended up killing him. Yes, yeah. You, I just kind of spoiled it. But <laughs> you didn't listen, sorry. But you should still yeah. go listen to it or watch it. Um, but it really a lot of times I was thinking of that character yeah. for yeah. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's never their fault. They cannot take any accountability. Responsibility. I mean, how could you take accountability for anything if you couldn't empathize? No, can't. Yeah. Um, I, I have to say that not being able to take accountability for yourself is one of the things that irritates me the most about other humans. I have like a lot of trouble getting past that in other people. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then they just take advantage of people, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now I just want to ask you about the nature versus nurture element of mm-hmm. this. Okay. I read so many articles. I'm going to tell you my opinion. I want your opinion. Because I've done absolutely zero research on this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, let's see if it lines up with the opinion of the person who did a lot of research on it. Because I bet it does. I mean, I've read up on NPD for sure. But I haven't been like, what? You know, I haven't dug super deep on this. Right. My opinion is that I think people are predisposed Mm -hmm. for... NPD, just like you would be for other mental health issues, like being bipolar or being an addict or something like that. But I do think that there's a strong component Mm -hmm. of emotional abuse, Mm -hmm. probably about emotional neglect Mm -hmm. 
that happens Mm -hmm. in childhood Mm -hmm. that causes the person to turn off. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it activates the the narcissism Mm -hmm. that they're predisposed to. Mm -hmm. But I also think that like that, that neglect or abuse causes this like activation of it. Like 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 the growth Pushes you down the spectrum further. Exactly. Yeah. I think you're right in line with a lot of stuff and I just have a few more points to add to that, but I agree with you. And in most of the articles I was reading, people were agreeing that it was both nature Mm -hmm. and nurture elements, but it's just very hard to prove. Right. Because again, we don't have enough people to study. Correct. And also there are so many different elements. So let's talk about the different elements that Mm -hmm. I found really interesting when you look at this sort of, I don't want to call it a debate because I Mm -hmm. think pretty much we're all in agreement that it's both. Yeah. But looking at where it's all coming from. Right. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily come from, like, you don't necessarily come from a family of narcissists if you're a narcissist. Okay. Okay. But you do see a narcissist parent Mm -hmm. raising a narcissist child. Yep. So just because your parent is a narcissist Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you will be. Right. But there is a high amount of people who are narcissists with narcissistic parents. Exactly. So, and they're also falling in different areas of the spectrum. So someone with a small amount of narcissistic traits can still give birth to someone with a high amount. Right. So again, we don't really know, but there's a little bit of both. Yeah, a little correlation. Yes. Okay. It's definitely seen, narcissism is definitely seen when you look into someone's childhood Mm -hmm. in, like you were saying, abuse and emotional neglect. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's also seen in a high amount of, of cases where the child gets too much right. attention and is treated superior to other people. That's why I switched it from just saying neglect to abuse because I feel like that spoiling is actually emotional abuse to yes. an extent. It might be a little bit of a twisting of that, but like like that overly Like spoiled. nothing you do is wrong. Right. You're better than everyone. It makes me think of a lot of like those abusive relationships with like like women moms and their boys like yes they could do no wrong kind of thing obviously it's with girls and it's not just that way but do you know what i mean like it makes me think of that a lot Mm -hmm. where you get that mother-in-law who's like always taking the you know her son's side and he can do no wrong you should be doing more Mm -hmm. for him kind of an attitude yeah um so i find that interesting and it isn't just if you're treated that way Mm -hmm. If you have a, let's say you have a mother that treats you like you're superior and you can do no wrong, it doesn't mean you'll become a narcissist. Right. Let's say you're emotionally abused and and or abused at all, any kind of abuse, and right. you're neglected. It doesn't mean you're going to be a narcissist. Right. So it isn't just nurture. Right. And it isn't just nature, but it is both. Yes. So it's confusing. Yeah. Yeah. It also has to do with how much empathy you have. Yeah. So on the empathy spectrum, if these things are all happening to you, you're very low on the empathy spectrum, mm-hmm. then you're going to be more likely to fall into the the further down the narcissist narcissist spectrum. Right. And like you always say if you if you have really high intuition. Yeah. If you're high on the intuition spectrum. Yeah. But you're really low on the empathy spectrum. Yeah. That's sort of a recipe for disaster. It is. I Literally, my next note is master manipulators who right. are the scariest people in the world, have low levels of empathy, high levels of narcissism, high levels of intuition, mm-hmm. and high levels of intelligence. Right. And granted, and like you said, those are the cult leaders. Those are the serial killers. But those are also regular people in your life. Yeah. That like, 
that actually are really intuitive. Yeah. But it's like they use it for evil. Yeah. But they can tap into how someone feels. Like, like they can tap into energy. They yeah. can tap into their own desire. Yeah. Like, what's more narcissistic than, like, I want this. I desire this. Yes. That, like, I want to feel this way. Yes. But having no empathy. So it's like, again, mm-hmm. at all costs. Yes, exactly. And I think that's what's so scary about the narcissist in the romantic relationship like Mm. the dear johns like i referenced before of like that love bombing right because they're always because they're such good master manipulators Mm -hmm. they're looking for the the person who something's happened that they can like exploit and use so like they'll find out really quick that in your last relationship the person never bought you flowers and they'll buy you flowers every Every hour right (laughs) right do you know what i mean like they'll They'll do all this stuff and it, it seems so selfless and mm-hmm. caring, but it is only to manipulate you. Right. It is only to gain you to like let your guard down and yeah. then they quickly gain control over you and you quickly start allowing right. really awful behavior and mm-hmm. it's it's abuse of, of the person. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, it, that is emotional And abuse. we like victim shame people like, how did you not see that coming? Right. But it's like, well, no, and, they're, and, they're masters at this. Yeah, and a narcissist is also someone that is going people are going to be like I always knew something was off. Yes. But the the victim didn't and the line is always they were different with me. Yes. And in a normal person would think they're different with me because I'm special because they love me because yes. we have a connection. Yes. But really if you're dealing with a narcissist it's because they're manipulating you. Yeah, and your brain gets addicted to that. Right. Those that dopamine hit. So the other thing about this that gives me a little bit of a tummy ache. <laughs> Yeah. Is that um, you can't really hear, heal or cure it. I know. And there's a lot of debate over whether therapy is good or bad for people who are narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Okay, well, first of all, all you can <laughs> do in therapy is learn to cultivate empathy, not to have empathy. Right. Cultivated empathy is different yep. than just finding empathy for someone. Yep. Okay. And you can maybe learn how to change some destructive patterns. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's bad. But some people think that therapy actually makes it worse because they're sitting there telling stories about themselves. And that's yep. what they do all the time. And right. it feeds that self-importance more. Right. And it also gives them tools sometimes that they can then use outside of therapy and use maliciously. Exactly. It's like having more practice in a way. Right. It's like having more of like an, it's almost like having more of an insider sneak peek of like human behavior and psychology. If you're going to like be, if you can't empathize with people, you're going to weaponize that. Yes, exactly right. And, and I, I really feel, I feel like most times if someone gets a diagnosis of something that's like a mental health issue, yeah, it's like a great starting point. It's like a, a part of the healing journey, a really right. important one. Yeah, yeah. And and I know so many people who've gotten, not so many, I know a handful of people who've gotten NPD diagnoses and they've had this sort of like false hope of like, now I can, now this person can heal in this relationship. The other fix. person has the false hope, right. not the not Like the, the, the family member. Yes. Is like, oh, well now they'll be fixed. I, I hate it because... The narcissist will oftentimes have children. Yeah. Will have spouses or parents who really want them to be well. 
yeah, you could very well have a family member, like a parent, like somebody that you love who is a narcissist. You can't heal that. No. I hate saying that. I do too, but it's true. And it's also why we need to study empathy more. Right. Because there could be, if we actually studied empathy and intuition, like, mm-hmm. I mean, scientifically, mm-hmm. imagine if you could do that and right. sort of figure out, is there some sort of chemical? Mm-hmm. Is there some sort of anything you could do to alter and like actually right. help? Because no one could ever be designed without any empathy. Right. Something has to happen to remove this maybe small amount you have. Like, do you right. know what I mean? Right. Like there's something there. Yeah. And all the most dangerous people in the world, I would say, I mean, it's a bold statement, but they fit into this. Yes. So it's it's just, uh, we need more study here. Right. And does narcissism then like switch into sociopathy? Like, yeah. like, like psychopathy? Like, are you then like twisting and turning? But it feels all of those things are very closely related. Exactly. In terms of symptoms. Exactly. Exactly. There's a lot of studies of how personality disorder and narcissism are very connected there's there's all kinds of stuff but all the stuff that you read is like people questioning it right because we don't have enough people to study and we haven't done enough work here right but maybe the the obsession with it will will shift that right you know maybe there's something good in that i would also like to say if you are worried Mm -hmm. that you might have some of these traits You are not a narcissist. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if at any point you're like, oh, I do that. Oh, you're self-reflecting. And narcissists like oh. and with NPD do not have the ability to self-reflect right. at all. They can't do that. Right. So automatically you don't. Could you have related to some stuff? Right. Yeah. But every single person does because every single human has some narcissistic traits. Right. You wouldn't survive if you didn't. Right. Exactly. Which is the whole it's like the whole crux of it, right? Which right. like people are like, oh, that person's so narcissistic. It's like, well, everybody is. Right. But like there's a difference between being high on that spectrum mm-hmm. and then being low in the empathy spectrum. Right. Like there's, there's, a, there's a whole different thing or being diagnosed with NPD. Right. Totally different. A narcissist would hear those traits and be like, well, I'm like that, but it's because of this. Yeah. Or it's because of that. Or I'm not, that's right. not really who I am. Like right. there would be no yeah. responsibility. But you can't even go back and think about your own behavior. Mm-hmm. And reflect on how that might come across to people. You right. don't actually have that ability. Right. So you would never even. Right. It wouldn't matter. Right. It's wild. It's scary. But like let yourself off the hook. Because if yeah. you're listening and you're right. like, oh exactly. no. Automatically you don't have it. Exactly. <laughs> right. You're good. I thought it was interesting that there is pagan roots to the term narcissism. Mm-hmm. So it's in Greek mythology. Yep. I mentioned earlier. I think. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask. Every time I ask you, the the listeners always tell me they do want an episode on it. So I don't know why I keep doing this, yes. but I'm going to anyways. Okay. I think we could do a whole episode on um, narcissists mm-hmm. in Greek mythology yeah. because there's so many different stories and tellings of it. And it is so relevant to right now and yeah. to white supremacy and to the social justice things we are seeing. Let's do it. There's so many elements to the story with the the nymph Echo yeah. and her story. It, mm-hmm. It's 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 a lot. Yeah. I can't get into all of it because we don't have time. But yeah, I just want to say that this god narcissist was known for his beauty. Mm-hmm. He fell in love with his own reflection mm-hmm. and died from thirst and starvation from looking into his reflection. Right. There are so many other tellings and so many other details to this story. Right. But I just want you to all to know that every time you're using the term narcissism, you're being a witch. Exactly. Exactly. Witchy roots. Right. Now, why is there so many different tellings of the story? Why are there so many different elements? Well, because 
it was eventually written down. Right. But originally it was just being told. Told. And it, pagans, Mm -hmm. which this is included in Greek mythology, right? They would tell stories as cautionary tales. That's like, see our episode on the fairy tales. Exactly. That's what they were. So if I'm trying to teach a lesson to my kids, I might tell the narcissist story Mm -hmm. with a different twist to make it apply to what they're going through. So that's why you see this. Mm -hmm. But there is, there is, um, there's so much there's misogyny in this story there's affairs in this story there's a woman hurting another woman and then losing her voice in this story and it his story narcissist really has so much more to do with the fact that he wasn't caring about how other people saw him right than the fact that he was beautiful exactly because the story gets twisted like that too like you shouldn't care how you look like it's vain Mm. but it was never about that right there's also versions where he kills himself where he drowns where um, he had a twin that died and the reflection he was imagining was the twin. There's oh, so many different things. Yeah. I think it would be it would be fun. That's but interesting. I also just want to say that his corpse turned into a flower. Oh. Which is called narcissist, but is is a daffodil. Yes. So Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. I just want to wrap it up mm-hmm. by saying the hashtag narc talk on TikTok has 1.9 billion views. Does it? And the hashtag narcissism has 1.6 billion. Wow. This is how much people are talking about this. This is why we're talking about yeah. this. Not only does it apply because there's a, a super lack of empathy mm-hmm. in this, and the empathy is our specialty, right. one, of, one of our many right. specialties. But it's really evident to me that there's a lot of stuff becoming very popular in like the social ether yep because it's being worked through as the patriarchy falls excellent point so if you think about the patriarchy falling and ego Mm -hmm. shifting its role because ego is not bad but narcissism is a disorder of the ego it's extreme yes then you and you say like the patriarchy is starting to crumble and and you know Mm -hmm. we talk about what we always do with astrology and how the patriarchy is falling with how you'll start to see behind the curtain is how it actually falls. Right. It makes sense to me when I think about it that way. Yes. That people would become very into calling out and demonizing people without empathy. Yeah. And that people with high amounts of empathy would be more celebrated because Mm -hmm. empathy and intuition are very linked and empathic people have always been like the healers and the the helpers and that, and like always gotten a raw deal. Right. Like it, it, I really think it makes sense with this cultural shift. And I think it makes sense that we're seeing a lot of people starting to go no contact with family members that they think are narcissistic and abusing them and and not respecting boundaries. I mean, I think that's yes. a very intuitive move to make to protect yourself and to protect Absolutely. your energy. Well, when you start empowering empathic people, right. they start setting boundaries. Exactly. And you start to see people saying like, I got out of that relationship right. or I had to go no contact or, or I had to, my parents I had or... to have these really strict boundaries around my parents or grandparents or boss or whoever. Right. And that is, if anything in this world mm. to me, the rise of the witchy era. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's my theory. Helpful, right? I can't prove it. Mm-hmm. I like it. But it's what I think. I like it. Okay. I think we should go get some coffee and discuss all the people we were thinking about <laughs> when we were saying these traits that we didn't say out loud. Worked really hard. He did a good job. Hey. 
Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.